You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Monday. The countdown is occurring all over this country right now to see if, in fact, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, a man who has repeatedly downgraded felony charges for violent offenders to misdemeanors, might upgrade a misdemeanor charge to a felony just so he can indict the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. We'll be watching that. We've had coverage all through the weekend, including a really important story on all of the prior hush money, non-disclosure agreement cases involving politicians and sex scandals that didn't result. In criminal prosecution, again, another reminder that Donald Trump seems to be in a category by himself when it comes to these sort of things. No matter where you are on the political spectrum, maybe you like Ron DeSantis, maybe you like Joe Biden, maybe you don't like politics at all. This particular action, if it does occur, is very troubling. And I've had many liberal lawyers... Many people tied to the New York Police Department, to the Manhattan Prosecutor's Office, where I did some good reporting a decade ago, telling me this is very uncomfortable. This is un-American what's going on. We'll see. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe Donald Trump had a PR plan all along and, and it's not going to have the impact that people thought. But I do think that the conversation about what's going on in New York is going to have national consequence for a long time to come. And of course, we hope there's no violence. We hope everything is peaceful. We hope everything is done appropriately. And we also hope at the end of the day, just the law is followed. That's what needs to happen here. The law just needs to be followed. There can't be one law for Donald Trump and one law for the rest of us or one law for conservatives, one law for liberals. That's one that we've had a big conversation about as well. So important stuff. And hopefully we'll be on top of it in the next few days. We'll let you know what happens on that front. All right, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to start with Congresswoman Kat Kamek from Florida. She's on the road today meeting with farmers and 4-H students to talk about the importance of bolstering our supply chain, particularly our food supply chain, which is at risk given this inflation battle that we've been fighting and which is at risk from Chinese aggression. China trying to buy up lots of farmland in America to keep it and insinuate themselves into our food supply chain. Kat Kamek, Congresswoman from Florida, is on the front line of that. We'll also get her reaction to the request to compel the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to testify before Congress about what he's doing with the Trump prosecution. That's a big one. 
and so many other important moments on the horizon there. So we'll get all the breaking news today. In fact, just a few seconds ago, Joe Biden issued his very first veto. He vetoed a bill that would have blocked a rule that is imposing environmental social governance, ESG regulations. That's the woke investment policies. A lot of people say hurts people's long-term investment strategies. We'll see if Congress overrides them. But the first veto in a long time, Kat Kamek will react to that as well. Then in the second half of our show, we've got a really fun conversation. Clifton Duncan, who has been on the front lines of great entertainment. He was a great Broadway performer. He debuted as Robert Grover in The Play That Goes Wrong. Got lots of great attention there. He's also showed up in great television series like Elementary and NCIS, New Orleans. But he was canceled when he decided to speak up against vaccine mandates in New York City and the Broadway community. Well, he's fighting back. How does he can fight back? By using his God-given skills, his acting and entertainment and storytelling skills. He's got a brand new series come out called Follow the Science. It's a docuseries that traces about what really happened on COVID-19 and how lockdowns were not only ineffective, but actually harmful to America, particularly its children. He's going to expose the truth about the detrimental impacts of the idolization of some of the pseudoscientific processes and mandates that the bureaucratic health establishment imposed on America, even though the science didn't necessarily support it. Clifton Duncan, a very powerful voice in Hollywood, a very powerful voice in the COVID-19 movement. He cared about facts. He cared about science. He cared about the truth and not about some of the things that actually were imposed in place of them. We're going to have a great conversation with him in the second half of the show. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Congresswoman Kat Kamek, right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News to become a four-year member for just 
$30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. When I need a dose of common sense, I always turn to this congresswoman. She always has a full bottle of it, whether it comes to security, economics, or just old-fashioned good America. Joining us right now from the great state of Florida, where she's out meeting with constituents today, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Congresswoman, great to have you back on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It is a great honor to have you. And I know one of the things you fought real hard for is to lead the effort to force this president to finally give us the truth about the COVID origins, about what really happened, about our relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and EcoHealth and Dr. Anthony Fauci's work. Remarkable bipartisan vote in the House and Senate sends an overwhelming message to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden has been nothing but cricket since that law passed. Tell us what you think is going on behind the scenes. Well, like you said, John, I mean, this was an incredible display of bipartisanship in which we all recognize that the general public, the American people deserve to know exactly what we've known for so long, that this actually was from a lab, that it is not some bat kissing a pangolin somewhere in a cave in China. You know, all these are all things that we have known. And and there's been so much horrific um, conversations, actions that have been taken as a result of COVID, economy shutdown, people dying in hospitals, uh, without their loved ones, people forced to take an experimental vaccine, you know, all these things. And the very least that this administration could do is share the foundation of this virus with the United States and, quite frankly, the world. But yet we see that he's dragging his feet on this. And the only thing that I can think of and my colleagues and I have talked about is that if he is forced to show people what we all know, then he's going to be forced to act because people will be so outraged to know truly the origins of COVID. And then it will be upon him to take action against China, which for someone in his position who is bought and paid for, his family is bought and paid for by the Chinese, that is a problem for him personally. So this is Joe Biden putting his personal interests above the country. Yeah, such an important conversation too, reminding people that this president has been so silent on China while his family was making an awful lot of money from it. It's pretty remarkable. I want to go to one thing that I focused on in the last few days. I pulled together all the open source documentation that the House Intelligence Committee put out, the State Department put out, some of the military put out. And you see this remarkable pattern, which is in 2005, America knew that China was not in compliance with its biological weapons treaties. It was actually doing offensive biological weapons research. The institution that was identified by the Bush administration was called the Academy of Military Medical Sciences. And by over the next decade, that academy starts working very closely with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This is all public. It's sitting on the NIH, sitting on the State Department. Despite that clear connectivity between the WIV, the Wuhan lab, and the China military's primary biological weapons arm, 
We kept funding money there. We kept sending money from USAID, from NIH. Any concern that sending money to institutions that are at least affiliated with an unlawful bioweapons program is just the wrong message to send to China? Yeah, I mean, that's, of course, what we, again, in trying to declassify all these reports, we, we know that there are direct ties to the fact that the NSF, the NIH, CDC, FDA, and, and the military, they've all had a hand in funding this type of research. And there's been very little oversight. We're finding all these crazy loopholes along the way. And again, if, if this is something that Biden wants to block, it's because he's trying to cover up the fact that, one, he has ties back to mainland China and that he he would have to take action because the American people would overwhelmingly demand it. And I think this is a reckoning that we need to have as an, as a body, as a government of, are we going to engage in this type of behavior moving forward? And what are the consequences? Where's the accountability? But first, where's the transparency? I think we have a very long road to go when it comes to really pulling back all the layers. And this is just one element of that. Yeah, it's such an important one. And you've been having that conversation on the front lines, which I think is so important. I want to quickly just turn to the bank failures. We have some woke banks that clearly had bad balance sheets, clearly weren't preparing for an economy that we all know we were headed for. We all knew interest rates were going up, but obviously Silicon Valley Bank apparently didn't see that coming. They were too busy doing ESG and other DEI and whatever else. There is this storyline that the administration is trying to create. Don't worry. No tax dollars will go to this. No American hard-earned dollars are going to go to this. We're just going to charge the banks more fees to cover the losses. Doesn't, at the end of the day, the bank's going to pass that on to you and me? Yeah, and that's unacceptable. There should absolutely never be a bank bailout ever again. Uh, We saw the failures of that years ago, and now we're staring down the barrel of another meltdown and contagion because... I, I, because there's poor management, you know, because they have made poor decisions and they have focused on the wrong things. They're more concerned about diversity and equity and inclusion and this ESG nonsense than they are actually getting a return. And when you look at, say, Silicon Valley Bank, for example, the, it didn't take a genius to realize that they were doing a lot in the way of poor investments. They were doing 10-year treasury um, bonds at a fixed rate that had to mature. You had all these situations that, uh, the, the, that just pointed to the lack of confidence in management at that bank. Now they're talking about, oh, we need to um, bail them out. You can't bail out the banks. Um, there is so much to be said about the fact that FDIC is now talking about raising the cap And you have a lot of banks that are saying, well, if we're just going to get bailed out, you know, then why have the insurance in the first place? What they need to do is use those premiums to do what they are meant to do, which is shore up the people who had deposits and accounts, but not a single cent should come from the taxpayers. That's absolutely ridiculous. These bankers got themselves into this mess and now they need to own it. And so I I think that, um, there's some simple things that we can do to restore confidence, but absolutely no way, no how does that mean that taxpayers are on the hook? No bank bailouts ever. Yeah, that's a reassuring word. I know a lot of people are glad to hear that from you and from 
the Republican caucus, one of the few that have been giving us a straight story on this whole bank crisis from the beginning. Supply chain, the food supply chain. You and I have had some great conversations. You've been on a listening tour. I know you went down to Waco, Texas with some House Ag Committee members. Today, I think you're hanging out with 4-H students in Florida, which is very cool. We're really beginning to educate the public about the need to bolster our supply chain, particularly the farming components of it. Tell us what you're hearing when you get out with real people like the students you're with today. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, as we speak, I'm in Chief One, Florida today. Um, and just visited with a bunch of kids who they're out of school because basically the entire school out here, they all participate in 4-H and FFA. And um, I always ask them about their projects. You know, they're showing steers and hogs and heifers and all kinds of things. And um, these are the kids that are the next generation of agriculture in America. And as we look across the country at rising food prices, we all know the reason why. It's because this president uh, he has done everything he can to destroy our domestic energy supply. He has effectively regulated entire industries out of business, and he wants to offshore all of our critical infrastructure, which includes our food supply. Um, we have inputs through the roof, whether it's diesel, fertilizer, of course, labor is through the roof. The inflation that is a direct result of his spending is driving up the cost across the board. And these kids see it for what it is. They say, you know, I'm learning about food production in a safe, responsible way. And um, we want to be the next generation of agriculture. We're just worried that that industry is not going to be viable for us in the future when we grow up. You know how heartbreaking that is to hear that from kids? It's absolutely heartbreaking. But on the upside, it, it's very it, it's very heartening to sit there and ask them about their project and their experience. And they say, you know, we just wish that everyone around the country did this. And every time we share some of the videos and photos from our stops at these livestock shows, um, I get people from all around the country in every type of city you can imagine, from the most urban to the most rural. And they all say, how do we support these kids? How do we get more people involved in this? And I think that's what we should be focusing on is really getting the stage set for the next generation. And that's going to include some new things that we didn't, I certainly didn't grow up with, you know, like precision agriculture and AI and how that fits into that. But food security is national security and these kids know it. And I wish this administration would act like it. But we know that in, in the face of a weak administration, we in Congress have to do our part to make sure that we're so securing the supply chain, making it so that we have multiple generations that can produce for our communities, but then also making sure that it's affordable for our consumers as well. Yeah, that's such an important conversation. And, and six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, it didn't exist. You, you've really fostered it. You and Austin Scott and some other members of Congress have really brought it to the forefront. And for the first time, I'm seeing journalists and others starting to really recognize that we have a problem, which I think is a real tribute to the tenaciousness of the conversation you started. It's such an important one to have. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more from Kat Kamek right after these messages. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back. More with our conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamek right now. One last subject. You were named to the Weaponization Select Subcommittee back in January. I want to get your impressions thus far of the evidence you've seen, whether it comes from censorship, from the FBI whistleblowers, and then take it one step further, the notion that maybe there'll be an indictment of President Trump in New York on charges that have always been treated as a misdemeanor, but now seem to be headed towards being upgraded. Is the cycle continuing as, as you look out? Have we learned anything? Have we scared anyone off from weaponizing government thus far? Um, I, I think we're still at the beginning parts of really exposing how how far and wide and deep this goes. You know, I, uh, I have to say that even though many of us have understood the very dangerous weaponization of government that has taken place over the last decade plus, um, nothing quite prepared any of us for when our colleagues on the other side of the aisle started engaging in the behavior that we are trying to stop in the committee. Um, you know, it, it was it was kind of a, a an out of body experience sitting there having Democrats demand of journalists that they give up their sources. Um, you know, really going after the press. Uh, it, it was pretty wild to see this clear cut and dry in black and white. Here's the emails. We have the proof. Here's the, you know, the, the connection. We have the dollars that we know were spent by the federal government, taxpayer money paid to Twitter to silence certain accounts and dissenting opinions that didn't toe the line of the administration. Like, that should be concerning for everyone, regardless of your party affiliation. And the fact that that was just kind of brushed aside and all of a sudden it became, you're not a real journalist, reveal your sources. 
and engaging in that bullying and, and behavior that we have seen coming out of agencies against the American people, it was quite shocking. Um, so I think we have a long way to go. The Twitter files are just the beginning. Uh, we're going to see everything in the next two years under this committee cover the First Amendment assault, the assault on our Second Amendment. Uh, certainly, we have issues where there is warrantless data collection, um, FISA court abuses, you name it, we're going to be digging into it. So we got a long road to go, but it's pretty shocking when you see it come out of your colleagues engaging in that behavior. Yeah, it had to be. It is very unnerving to have watched that hearing last week and see the behavior there and the disregard for the First Amendment, which I guess we've been seeing a lot of over the last few years with censorship requests on social media, but it was such a moment. Do you expect, and I saw there was a letter today that said, hey, Alvin Bragg, come explain yourself before Congress. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think the DA will come down here and tell us what he's up to? You know, I, I don't know if we are going to see that in the short term. Um, I know that letter has come out. I think we have a lot of, of work to do in the way of really getting to the bottom of all of this. I mean, I, I certainly am like everyone else on pins and needles for tomorrow, Tuesday, and really getting to see what's going to happen. If, if there is legal action taken against President Trump, I think you're going to see a movement in this country that hasn't been seen before. Um, we're a nation of laws, and I want to see that indictment as does everyone else um, and see really what is it? Is it what, what is the crux of this? What, what are you basing this off of? And um, if this is as loosey-goosey as we all fear that it is, then again, that just plays right into what we've been talking about where this is all rooted in a political agenda, this political witch hunt. There's nothing truthful in that. And so we've got a lot, a, a lot of work on our hands and, and a lot of crazy ahead. <laughs> just a few minutes ago, I just saw this cross our site here. President Biden vetoed the legislation that would have stopped the ESG rule from going into effect. Just your quick reaction that because you've been a champion of fighting against ESG. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think I saw that very briefly and I, I don't think anyone's surprised. Um, I think he's going to be out on an island on his own, truthfully. I think he is so scared of his own shadow that he is 100% beholden to this ultra-liberal progressive agenda that even when the Senate is stepping up and saying this is an issue, a Democrat-led Senate of all of all things, and he's veto vetoing this, he's really alienating himself. And so I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot more of him having to veto, which means he's in a tougher spot because he has to explain why he's going against the will of the People's House. And that is something that he is not his strong suit. Um, they tried to make this a, a play on um, uh, the, the 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 risks and you know investments and and Wall Street. No, this just shows that he is beholden to Wall Street through and through, and he will do anything to make sure that he keeps his mega donors happy. It's pretty amazing to watch what's happening, and you're right. I think people are beginning to see that he's trapped by a small portion of his party and his cash constituency and not representing the full will of the American people as expressed through Congress time and again. Congresswoman, it is always an honor to have you on the show. We always learn so much when you're on. We're so grateful. I know how busy you are in Florida, but it sure is an honor to get a chance to talk to you today. Hey, thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. And um uh... Sorry, it's, uh, I, I'm a little distracted. I had to pull into the gas station to fill up my tank, and uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of nowhere, so it's kind of a little bit uh, 
a little bit crazy. Real life really happens on this show. How about that? (laughs) Well, great honor. Thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Congresswoman. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, a great conversation with a Broadway actor who was canceled because he opposed vaccine mandates. He's fighting back with an incredible program. Wait to hear it. We'll have that in just a few seconds. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org justnews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advice fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's donorstrust.org slash just news. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our next guest, you've probably seen him on Broadway, though not right now. You've probably seen him on TV on great shows like Elementary, NCIS, New Orleans. He is a man who stood by his principles. By the way, stood by the science, but his efforts to resist vaccine mandates ultimately had him canceled from Broadway. Joining us right now, the great actor and performer, Clifton Duncan. Clifton, great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. You are doing something very special. And I I love people who, when they see a problem, they go to the solution because a lot of people can identify the problem. Few people actually go and take the next step. And you have this extraordinary project called Follow the Science that I really want to dig into. But before we do, let's just bring everybody up to speed. You're a rising star in Broadway, rising star on television, and the pandemic comes along. Tell us what happens. Well, essentially, so it's it's really funny, actually, John, because the first few months of 2020, uh, I was totally all in on what I call COVIDianism. 
And, uh, you know, I was warning my friends and sending them text messages full of statistics. And I'm sending them articles. I'm warning people to get stocked up and get prepared because this thing is coming. I'm sanitizing every knob, surface, and handle in my apartment. I'm, I'm wiping down my keys, my phone, my groceries, my mail. You know, I'm carrying around a little uh, little paper towel so I don't have to touch any of the surfaces in New York City, you know. And uh, so I was all in on this stuff. And then over time, my mind changed. And around June 2020 is when, you know, I or a few months before that, I saw the writing on the wall um, with Andrew Cuomo. And I said, oh, my goodness, this person is going to will justify any action he takes because, you know, because if it, quote unquote, saves one life. So this very rigid moral framework began to develop very early on. And I got a really bad feeling about it. And I left and then I came to Atlanta. And things were pretty much normal. So, I mean, for instance, in New York, the uh, the gyms had been closed for six months. But in Atlanta, you could go to the gym, mask optional if you wanted to. All they did was a temp, uh, a temp check at the door. And so when I saw how normal things were in Atlanta, juxtaposed to how insane things were in New York City, that's when uh, things really began to kick into high gear for me. And uh, I really began asking real questions. So um, I, I was totally on board with everything at first. And um, then over time, um, I not only uh, began to question things, but then I began to actively oppose what was being done to us in the name of science. Yeah, in the name of science. And the science actually was never to, there to support the thing. I, I've heard the term pseudoscience, which is basically they impose the impression of science without the scientific facts. I know that's going to be a big, important theme in your Follow the Science docuseries that you're going to be starring in. But talk a little bit about the frustration of hearing things that sound like science, but they really aren't rooted in science. Well, I think what's been very sinister and insidious about a lot of this is that um, the people who have been charged with um, our safety and caring over us uh, have been, and I'm not saying that they're doing it deliberately, but, I've, but what I, I, I do think they're taking advantage of people's ignorance about these kinds of things. And, um, and when you have someone who has the, um, what's the term, imprimatur, or they have this, this title, this status, they have the white lab coats, you know, they might be, for instance, a, a, a kindly um, octogenarian. Um, I can imagine a name or two that fits that. <laughs> you know, infant scientist uh, from, uh, from Brooklyn. Um, and uh, so when, when you have, and I think there's also this, um, this implicit trust because, you know, we all, we, no one has time to look into this stuff, right? It's, you know, we, we all have our lives to lead. So we trust these experts and these scientists to do, uh, to do their due diligence. And it, it's been very strange to see um, these institutions that are charged with our, you know, safety and, and security and well-being. Um, I'm not going to say that they're lying outright, but they certainly have been misleading. And there was never any consideration given to, um, you know, second order effects of any of the measures being imposed. I mean, I'm just a dumb actor, right? And, but, and yet, anyone with a grasp of basic economics can tell you that you can't just, you know, shut down one sector of society uh, and expect no fallout from that. I mean, and I was coming from, from it from the angle of, you know, we can't see faces, everything we're being do we're being asked to do is anti human. And, you know, this is besides all of the economic turmoil that's being imposed on everything. But, you know, but you can't say anything because if NBC says it, if the New York Times says it, if uh, MSNBC says it, 
um, if, if Fauci says it or Walensky says it, then it is the science and it can't be questioned. And I'm like, well, that's literally anti-science, guys. Well, what are you talking about? It's extraordinary. In fact, science rests on a healthy debate, and yet the debate was completely suffocated. The principle of debate, which is key to science, literally got thrown out the window during the middle of this. What do you hope comes of this? I'm really excited by the Follow the Science docuseries. What do you hope comes of it, and what do you think it will do for your career? Because obviously you were put on hold in your career because of your willingness to speak out for the truth. Well, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I've, I've pretty much accepted for, for my sake that my career is effectively over. Um, but with Follow the Science, uh, it's a great uh, crowdfunded donor-based documentary it's, uh, or docu-series. It's the full vision. Uh, it's nonpartisan. And uh, what it does, which, which I think is brilliant, is that it asks the questions. It goes through the scientific method to, uh, to investigate the question of whether or not lockdowns save lives. And subsequent episodes in the series are, want to tackle different aspects of the pandemic, from vaccines to masks to other things. But this initial episode, um, it, it, it starts out with the hypothesis that lockdowns are an effective measure at saving lives. And so my character, if you want to call it that, sort of the narrator and the MC in a way, but he's also the everyman who comes into it with one uh, preconceived notion and um, learns something different throughout the course of it. So it's a very accessible, very family friendly, very clearly explained um, documentary that explores these questions that really weren't explored when they should have been. Such an important conversation. We skipped this whole conversation for two years of our country's history. Having it now, even though it's late, is so important because we're going to face other crises like this, and we need to be better prepared than we were going into this one. I want to ask you about one particular form of cancellation that went on, because I know your mom served in the armed forces. The number of military people who were thrown out of the military for a vaccine that now we know has limited, quite limited, effect on protection. Thoughts about those, the brain drain and the talent drain and the prestige drain that our military lost with that mandate? Yeah, you know, it's been very, I've met several uh, military or ex-military personnel over the past couple of years, and it's the same story as in entertainment. And this is why, you know, people often, they look at artists, entertainers, and they say, you know, okay, whatever, guys, go, go on, do your thing. But um, in this in this instance now, um, myself, entertainers like me, uh, military personnel, medical personnel, lots of people have been thrown out of decades-long careers um, for no good reason. And, it, 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 you know, and I'm sure you've seen, you and your listeners have seen the headlines about how the military right now is having recruiting issues. And it certainly can't be helped by the fact that uh, a lot of people were, you know, uh, discharged or forced to take this uh, particular product that, that they did not want. And, um, and I have to say, even in contrast, though, to the entertainment industry, the military has dropped their mandates. Show business has not. They still have them in place. So, you know, this as, as woke, quote unquote, as the military is, um, even they have come to their senses with regard to this particular issue. Um, but that said, you know, the damage has been done. Uh, careers and reputations have been destroyed. And um, until that is addressed and maybe redressed, I don't know how uh, we can really move forward as a society at this point. Yeah, it's a real challenge. I mean, we, we're at a, a real crossroads in, in American history. One of the things that I love, and I've, I've watched you talk, I've seen some of the great conversations you have on Twitter. Some of this has become religion, right? It's almost become a fanatical, emotional response that where facts and policy and 
science get thrown aside because there's just some other fervor out here. How do we reverse some of the fervor, get back to the scientific and factual basis for policy decisions like this one? I mean, I have no idea how you do that. I mean, I stopped early on even worrying about debating the quote unquote science and data because it's useless. Um, people are devoted to one track thinking. And it's funny because you mentioned the word conversation and Twitter in the same sentence. I'm not sure that's, that's a, a accurate. <laughs> I'm not sure that that ever really takes place. Well, you have a conversation, but Twitter itself isn't much of a conversation anymore. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But like, you know, it's, it's, you know, like me, people will, will, there's, there's these weird camps right now, right? So on one hand, you have people who have convinced themselves that uh, that the Wuhan virus is the new black death, and that's going to kill everybody. And yet they're mirrored by this other faction who think that, uh, that the vaccines are going to kill everybody. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no time for this. <laughs> there has to be some middle ground. And so I've, I've landed on the position of... Um, you know, yes, um, they do have some efficacy. I'm sure they are. They are of some use to some people. But the fact of the matter is, it's not doomsday, and we need to take a more rational look at, at this. But I think, you know, to get to your question, there's so much that has to change because you're dealing with layers upon layers of of propagandizing, of um, of regulatory capture, of bureaucracy, um, careerism, personal motivation. This is why I say, you know, you don't even have to break it down to a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist. All you have to do is these people who work in organizations who are all acting in their own self-interests, and that self-interest might be, I need to preserve my career, I'm not going to piss off my boss, Anthony Fauci, versus, you know, I need to develop, uh, you know, develop these drugs um, to help people, so we have to secure our funding and research or whatever. So there's all of these interlocking um, factors at play, and then you have the press, and you have how all our information and how, how our very perception of reality is being curated by Silicon Valley, you know, search results, you know, algorithms, so on and so forth. So there's so many layers of complexity, let alone corrupt, um, inefficient government, bloated government. Um, So I'm not sure how you uh, square that circle, but I do think that the more people can have conversations and the more people can debate, even if they're saying stupid stuff, um, you know, there's a guy on Twitter that follows me called The Real Truther who, you know, his whole life is dedicated now to debunking vaccine misinformation, right? And we were, we're sort of frenemies now, um, but we were, you know, not friendly at the beginning. And the great thing is, I'm sure he thinks that most of what I post is nonsense, but then he can come in my comments and my replies and, and politely and civilly debunk everything. And that's how it should be. If there's a back and forth exchange and people are learning and growing, and he's kind of pulled me back from the edge, to be, uh, to be honest with you, from going down uh, too far down some rabbit holes and that's why you need that debate so people don't get uh people don't get too ensconced and cocooned in their echo chambers and that's not been happening unfortunately well fortunately for america you have been fostering a conversation and i think that conversation is becoming more and more in vogue i know there are still many frustrating moments in the debate, but I do think that there are cracks in the rigidness that we all exhibited. Maybe the fear is letting up a little bit and we're getting a little more common sense, but we couldn't have done that, Clifton, without your courage. I know it cost you enormously in your career, but that courage has spurred a really important conversation, which we're really grateful for. Well, I appreciate that, John. And I hope that the sanity 
begins to to, uh, to dawn on more and more people. Um, it's taking longer than I would like, but but I'm a Scorpio, so I you know I tend to be kind of fiery anyway. <laughs> You're persistent. But we'll see. We'll see how it, how it shakes out. Well, one thing I will say that one of the evolutions or one of the opportunity moments is coming up with FollowTheScienceSeries.com, folks. Go check that out. FollowTheScienceSeries.com. It is going to be must-watch TV and a much important conversation. And we couldn't have had it without Clifton Dugdon, sir. Thank you so much. We're going to get you back on real soon. Thanks. That sounds good, John. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Very exciting that you could join us today. A big thank you to Congresswoman Kamek. A big thank you to a really courageous Hollywood and Broadway actor, Clifton Duncan, who is fighting the insanity of COVID-19 mistruths, trying to get us to follow the science, to acknowledge what's right, what's wrong. There was a big op-ed this past weekend in the New York Times from Bill Gates saying, we got a lot wrong last time. Let's not repeat the mistake. That's a big statement from a guy who doubled down on a lot of these strategies that we now know were ineffective. He had some new ideas on that. Well, Clifton Duncan is making sure we don't repeat the stakes because he's having a conversation that few had the courage to have in the first couple of years of the pandemic. Very lucky to have him on today. Please go check out his soon-to-be-released docuseries, crowdfunded called Follow the Science. The website, if you want to learn more about it, is followthescienceseries.com. Followthescienceseries.com. A big thank you to him as well. Really enjoyed the conversation. All right, keep an eye on the breaking news at justthenews.com. Download our apps from the Apple and Android stores for your smartphone, your tablet, and then we'll keep you up to date 24-7 as we always do. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 245 Five six thousand. That's one eight hundred two four five six thousand. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. Taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? 
Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. Thank you.